Hello, listeners. This podcast is brought to you by Fairy Tales Dog Rescue, based here in San Francisco. And I'm Tiffany. And I'm Louise. And we're a nonprofit. So keep that in mind. We are always open for donations to help our furry friends. And so please follow us down the rescue road. Boop, boop. F A I R Y. It's almost Christmas time, isn't it? Oh, Tiffany, here we go again. Jingle bells. <laughs> Jingle bells. You know, Christmas every year, and everybody says this, oh my God, I just at Christmas already? I, I mean, you know, the, the either the earth is spinning faster and we're getting there, the, the year goes by faster, or this is a sign that we're getting old because when you get old, you always say that. I mean, of course, kids aren't going to say it they because don't. it's, you know, it's more fun for them. <laughs> it's yes. no stress. And yeah, Journey, it's upsetting. Yeah. It's, yeah, the kids don't have to deal with the holiday stress. Plus, we are in the rescue business and this is a terrible time to be in the rescue business because the shelters are filled up. Nobody is adopting when it's Christmas. And we know that Christmas is not that jolly in the shelters. Nope. And it's not jolly for a lot of people, too, because there's a lot of expectations. And so, you know, I think that we have to remember that every day is a gift. And we shouldn't have to, like, think that we have to. Christmas is the only time to be jolly and to be grateful and to give gifts and you know, that's just my two cents. I know a lot of people get stressed because they have to feel that expectation of being around family or they're lonely because they have no family and it's just that feeling. So this podcast is dedicated to you. Come along, people, and let's carol together. You're not <laughs> alone. You're not alone. My holiday stress right now is I'm busy wrapping so many gifts because every year I do this little goodie bag for all the dogs in my pack. I'm a dog walker. I don't give a shit about getting presents to humans. Like, humans have enough stuff. I only give presents to dogs. So it's not a bad uh, stress, actually. It's just I got to get it done. And uh, uh, when I, you know, write this list to make sure I... I Everybody gets one toy or an, and a treat, and they also get you know a holiday card. I dress them up really cute and give to their parents. And you know I don't want to miss anyone, so I make this list uh, of all the dogs. It's like thirty-five dogs, and uh, That's a lot of dogs. So you don't want to miss one. And uh, in order to make the list more fun, I turn it into a naughty and nice list. Oh, well, we'll keep it secret because you know your your clients are listening, so we will. They won't have. They'll. They should know that everyone is on the nice list. Yeah, we don't want to out anyone. But, you know, like going through the naughty and the nice uh, decision, it's a tedious work, Tiffany. Mm, really? Know? Why is that? Well, you think teachers who are grading their students now this time of year, you think they have a hard job. Like the nice and the naughty list is a lot harder. I tell you that. Mm, okay, well, I'm... Give me an example of why a dog made the naughty list. 
Well, if if you bit someone, then you're definitely on the naughty list. Yeah, I like the naughty list. I would be on. I would want to be on the naughty list to tell you the truth because they're more fun. Well, I'm on the naughty list, so join me. Yay! <laughs> I, I, you know, this year I feel like I've lost my temper. Not with the dogs, but you know, being a human, I lost my temper. I haven't done as good as I want to in some things, and I've just been a bitch to all the Karens. <laughs> well, that is necessary because the Karens need to have someone bitch at them because they're fucking Karens and they have no life and they're making the rest of our us miserable. So maybe it is the thing that puts you on the nice list because Karens definitely belong on the naughty list. Oh yeah. I mean, well, yeah, definitely. I think there should be a third list. There's like the naughty list, there's the nice list, and then there's the asshole list. Oh well, wow, wow. Some like serious things. Yeah. Yeah. I have a Karen in my building who is a tall ginger man not a gingerbread man but a ginger hair man and he's a Karen and he is got you know two doodles and he has little two doodles that are very untrained and freak out in the hallway when we're passing and he doesn't like my little four pound chihuahua being off leash while we go downstairs because his dogs freak out and he's a freaking Karen about it ah yeah I can totally see that happening Karens, they're everywhere. In every apartment building, there's at least three Karens to go around. There, there's Three is definitely, but there's no less than one. Oh, you know, and they always come at me if I'm out with Journey and he's off leash and I have him wear his muscle. They're always like, why is that dog wearing a muscle? Do they really ask you that? They do. And I think it's so shameless. And like, because they, they're just dying for me to answer, you know, that, oh, because he's going to kill you or, you know, that he's this, he's a bad dog or, you know, like these terrible answers. I always say he's a poop eater. You know what? I would take that as time to be very condescending and say, oh, did you know that, um, did you know that having a muzzle on a dog is, and be like totally educating them and being super condescending and making them feel like an idiot. That's what I Yeah, because it's the responsible thing to do. Yes. It's not that Journey goes around attacking everybody because then he wouldn't be off leash, right? Yeah. It's just that he wasn't socialized when he was young. So there is a chance that if a dog comes up and he enacts like too much that he doesn't know what that means and might feel like he has to defend himself. And if he's wearing the muscle, we don't have to worry about anything happening, any misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. Would you like it? It's like, okay, Karen, would you like us to take the muzzle off? I bet she would like us for you just euthanize all dogs. Right. What is she at? Why is she asking? Exactly. Why are you asking? Yeah. Or, or Karen will also show up in this manner and be like, that poor dog, you putting a muscle on him, that poor dog. Oh, God. Like, I'm abusing the dog. People always think they their opinion is the right opinion. And, you know, they don't, they they need to just keep their opinions to themselves because they don't, don't have all the answers. And just let people be, let people live. Like, come on, go fight something that's really, like, you have a cause, you know what? Go fight the, co- the cause that, go fight a cause that really matters. Okay, please put all that energy and help abuse dogs, abuse children, what are you, uh, wars that's going on. There's plenty of things for you to get all high and mighty on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you hear that, Karen? 
I've, I've often, when I've been in a mood and if somebody said something to me or something, I've often said, you know what, go get some real problems and go spend your time on helping something really big because you have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, I've gotten really, I think the older I get, the more like less I give a fuck. Yeah, less fucks to give. That's what I always say. Less fucks to give. Mm. Mm. So this is, this podcast is dedicated to the naughty and nice list, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, who who else goes on the naughty list? Karen is definitely on the naughty mm, list. We should do like a top 10, like a David Letterman top 10. Karen's number. Okay, because well, normally the top 10, you start with 10 and then you give up to the number one. But I think Karen should be the number one. So maybe we start with Karen as the number one and then we'll go down number two. Yeah. We'll yeah. do it the opposite. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, number two after Karen. Who's number two? Well, you know, we can always get very political here because why not I'm gonna say that the person that should be number two hmm well I think the hypocrite uh the hypocrites that are fighting against abortion rights or sorry uh, fighting against women allowing women to have abortions our bodies this is our bodies our decision and it's a it's a it's a fight against for women all together and there's a bunch of hypocrites out there who've supported uh, anti-abortion or pro-life, whatever. It's totally misread. But I would say Herschel Walker, who was ran in Georgia, supported by the Republican, who was all supportive of no uh, abortion and women don't have the, don't have the rights for to have abortion. Yet he's paid for women that he's got knocked up and he had them have abortions and he paid for them. Liar, liar, liar. Pants on fire. Hypocrite. Number two. Naughty list. Oh, yeah, he's definitely on the naughty list. Good one, Tiffany. Number three. Number three. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Well, we have, we can, yeah, we can bounce from dogs to humans, whatever. I mean, people, yeah. Well, I think a very obvious one to go on the naughty list are the breeders. Fuck yeah, the breeders. Shame, shame, shame on you. And I'm hoping that, well, this doesn't help anybody, but, you know, I'm hoping that with the dogs not being adopted very quickly right now and not in demand, maybe that will shut down their business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's this is the time of hope, isn't it? And there, we are also making changes. We are bringing up awareness and information. We are spreading the word. So, yes, we are working against the breeders, and I think we're doing progress. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're not the progress that we would like, um, but... You know, we always want to go faster than we do, you know, when we want change. We want a fucking revolution, but guess what? 90% of revolutions don't work. They're not successful. Change happens slowly. Mm. So we should be grateful. Okay. Yeah. We're we're doing progress and we're making it slowly and that's how it sticks. Yeah. Because otherwise it swings back and it comes back into a very like a vengeance. And then, yeah, you're right. Well, breeders are number three. Well, so if breeders are number three, uh, are are kill shelters on the naughty list? I'm going to say no, in my opinion, because the only reason they're 
kill shelters exist is because of all the bad breeders and the backyard breeders and they're overcrowded. They don't have the funding. And do you think that a dog should suffer for years in a shelter if they're not able to get adopted because the public does not see them as adoptable and suffer? I mean, I personally do not feel that kill shelters are, they're not bad. They don't want to kill them. They don't want to kill them. They're not, they're not in the business of killing dogs. They're trying to adopt dogs, and yet they have to because of fucking people and their irresponsibility and their breeder. They're going to breeders and the backyard breeders. Yeah, but I think a lot of people think of you know shelters as good and bad. Like there are kill shelters and there are no kill shelters. Like why aren't all shelters no kill shelters? But it's not that easy. No, we're not talking. Yeah, exactly. We're missing the point here and that there's an issue. The reason they're, they're why are they a kill shelter? Yeah. And it's usually you will find these kill shelters in areas where they're so overloaded with homeless dogs and abandoned dogs, owner surrender dogs, backyard breeders that they cannot house them. And if you look at places that have no kill shelters, like the city of San Francisco, yeah, we don't have a lot of, you know, backyard breeders in the fucking city. Like, we don't have a lot of stray dogs running around the city compared to Modesto. Mm, exactly. You know, and this is the thing. A lot of people give city a bad rap. The city's a bad rap. But guess what? Not only are cities have less homeless dogs or less backyard breeders, you know, the cities are also more, they're greener because people are using public transportation. They're doing, they're also healthier because they walk. It's, they're not getting their cars to drive to the corner store. They're actually walking to the corner store. So you know what? The Central Valley here in California and also rural areas are the biggest culprit of backyard breeding and puppy mills and irresponsible owners not getting their dogs fixed. Well, puppy mills, there you had it. That's that's the next one on the naughty list. Mm. Puppy mills is something, you know what's funny is, um, I, I mean, it's just, it's funny, not funny, but we do have an episode called Fucking Missouri, so you should listen to it. Um, Missouri is such a shithole that, um, you know, my son's applying for colleges and it's so funny. We get so many emails and texts from Missouri begging for applications. <laughs> like, they, like nobody wants to go to fucking University of Missouri. It's like, yeah, you're like, I've never even re- look, reached out to them, but somehow they found us. Yeah, it's like, fuck you, Missouri. I want to say you fucking get rid of your pop, your fucking puppy meals and maybe I'll consider it. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to go to Missouri. It's the puppy mill capital of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On your way to school, you're going to walk by 10 puppy mills and just like walk to the sound of dogs crying their hearts out. I oh. bet that's what it's like. Oh, fucking horror. You know, I met a couple at a, a concert that came from uh, Missouri to see Arcade oh, no. Fire. They were adorable. And I and I said something. To, and, I, and I told the girl, I'm like, get out of Missouri. She's like, yeah, I am. Like, She's looking for college. She's applying for colleges. I'm like, get out of Missouri. She's like, I know I am. And the father agreed. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's where they off the, they have the biggest puppy meals in Missouri. She's like, yeah, it's a terrible place. So if you are listening to Missouri, you're on the fucking naughty list because you need to do something about that shithole state. Sorry, not sorry. And then we have the pet stores check also on the naughty list. Mm, number five. Oh, this is going fast. Well, pet stores, what it's a, what's the deal? Remember, in California, we don't have, we have laws against pet stores selling dogs. So does New York now. Of course, the best West and the best East Coast state. Yeah. Just saying. 
Yeah, follow our lead, people. No pet stores allowed. You get your dog from the shelter. Yep. And pet stores are the culprits who get their dogs from the puppy mills. That's right. If you get your dog from a pet store, that means you get your dog from the puppy mill. And you're supporting abuse. So do you want to be someone who fucking says, yeah, that abuse is okay. I don't care if the dog's being tortured. Well, you're on the naughty list too. So guess what? Who number six is? Those who adopt from breeders, pet stores, well, puppy mills, because those, those who adopt from them, you're on the naughty list. Oh, yeah, you are. And I have a friend who's one of those. Like, she got her dog from a pet store, and and I just went at her. Good. But, yeah, of course I did. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Not all pet stores are like this because, look, my puppy came with all these documents and... Oh. That, 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 you know, these, these documents that says like, oh, we're part of this association and this breeder is up to these standards that are approved by this association. I'm like, sweetheart, who do you think runs these associations? All these c- certificates that you have there, all these certificates that you have there, these are made by the puppy mill people. They can start whatever union, group, organization they want and, you know, start pooping out documents and certifications and accreditations and all that and say, here you go, this looks good. But yeah, where are they coming from? Shame on her. Okay, tell me about this friend and how did she take or he take what you explained to them? Oh, yeah, well, she, uh, you know... What what can she say? What did she, she got say the dog. though? But yeah, I know she's obviously going to keep the dog. Of course, I would hope. But it's just tell me. I'm curious. Did she listen to you? Did she did she realize that she fucked up, or did she just doesn't give a shit? Yeah, she realized that she fucked up, and she says her next dog she's getting a rescue dog. But it's all these you know circumstantial stories. You know, but, well, I only really went because my girlfriend got her dog from this store, and I wanted a dog that was. Just like that dog or whatever. It's like... It's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit reason. You know, I have the same problem. I have friends that I really look at them differently because they did buy from a breeder. And I have a hard time with just respecting them. Uh, I judge them. And I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the thing. We have to take these hard conversations with our friends and families because... If we don't do it, then who's going to do it? And it just keeps happening. Like, it's shocking because, you know, this friend knows what you do. She knows that you have a rescue. She knows that you talk about animal animal welfare. And yet they still do it. And I had the same problem. And I just, I just, I have, I, I, to be quite frankly, frank about it, I don't see them as a friend as much as I would like to admit. But I'm, I'm, I just can't. I just kind of, eh. It's hard to respect them after that. But I I think that these are people uh, like my friend, for example, who she never had a dog before. And so now when she has the dog, she has so much more love for dog kind. And now she thinks more of with her heart about the whole situation. Before it was more like, I am getting a dog. She doesn't care about all the other dogs. Kind of like guys who who are getting a girlfriend. They don't care about women. They don't care about women's rights or inequality or anything like that. They just want a girlfriend. Mm. They just want this girl to be treated fairly at work. Mm. They want their girlfriend to, you know, have all the rights and such 
or maybe not. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's something like that, you know. Not every guy who likes women likes women's rights. Or they'll say, oh, I like it, but they, they don't give a shit. They're not going to walk no. down on the women's march. They're not going to vote according to women's rights. They're, they're not going to care. You know, and the same with people who go and get a dog from the breeder. They just want their dog. They don't care about all the other dogs. Well, that is a very good analogy. And I would say majority of the people who do get dogs from breeders, pet stores, or whatnot tend to be first-time dog owners. And so, like, those are the people we need to reach. And it is frustrating because this wasn't new that, you know, they're to your friend and many people that I know who've also gone and done the dirty deed um you know they they you just what you said and let's just hope their second dog is a rescue and and you know and if it's not the second dog's on a rescue shame on you you're just on the fucking naughty naughty list forever that's my evil voice you're on the naughty list, and you're not coming off anytime soon. Hey, Sansa, Sansa, I know you're pissed, but is there any chance you take me off the naughty list? Yes. Amen to that. Okay, what number are we on? Number six? I don't know. I lost count. I think number okay, six. Okay, let, let's, let's backtrack a little bit here now before we get to accept. We had Karen, number one. And then we had the... Herschel Rock Walker. And then we had... Um, Puppy mills. Puppy mills. Breeders. And then the people who buy breeder, buy dogs from breedy, breeders. Mm, and the pet and stores. Pet, and pet stores. That's five. So we're on number six. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know who's on number six? Who? Kim Young-un. Oh, ew. I fucking he disgusting human fucking being. Yeah. And he is on that spot along with the South Korean guy who runs the country, too, and his predecessor. Because let me tell you what I read in New York Times today. Let's hear it. So Kim Jong-un, the famous dictator of North Korea, he was having a meeting with the prior uh, is it president or prime minister of South Korea. Who knows? The leader. Mm -hmm. They were having a meeting a couple of years ago. Uh, trying to reconcile or, or mm. such, but it didn't go too well in the long run. But anyway, so Kim Jong-un gave him two dogs as a gift. No. Like you give away dogs for Christmas. He gives them as gifts. Like you don't give away no, children. You, fucking you don't, don't give away dogs. Like they, they, they are not things for you to give. These are living creatures. And so then there was a shift in leadership in South Korea. And the new government took the dogs that were given and they put them in the zoo. Nuh-uh. Yeah. The f you're kidding me. Yeah. So these dogs are now living in a zoo. They go from Kim Jong-un to being oh, Jesus. like president dogs to being put in a zoo. You know, this just goes to show what kind of shithill people are fucking running countries and making wars and making decisions that affect human rights. They're all a bunch of assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, it is. I mean, let me read this to you. It's in New York Times. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un gave two pups to South Korea as a symbol of peace. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. mm. Quote, now the canines are the center of a political spat between leaders in the South. The animals, now orphaned, ended up in a zoo this month. A fucking zoo? 
a zoo. There are dogs in a zoo. I mean, who goes to look at dogs in a zoo even? Like, I'm not for the zoo, but... No, we hate zoos. But dogs are domesticated animals that belong in homes. Period. End of story. They are domesticated. What does that mean? That means they live in a home with a family. They're family members. This is like fucking putting your children in in cages. And apparently, uh, Kim Jong-un gave them to... um uh, the the president of uh, South Korea because he's such a dog lover. If he's such a dog lover, then why didn't he take the dogs home? Exactly, this bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's all these political leaders throwing dogs around like they're toys. It's Ugh. shame on you, both North and South Korea. You're both on the naughty list. Yeah, fuck y'all. You know, uh, that is disgusting. I. I, I know, you know, and this is just, it just goes to show that people who are in power are not good people, you know, they're not, and we're stuck with them, that poor fucking people who are under the leadership, or the leadership of the fucking, is not the right word, they're under the tyranny of these people. Tyranny is the word, mm. yeah. Number six. I mean, now let's just hold on there for a moment because I'm not done. And I mean, this just shows this is like the essence of the patriarchy. Yeah, it is. Because there's no when it comes to leadership, we just recently started discussing environment because it is coming crashing down on us that we're not going to have an environment soon. And nobody is taking care of these issues about animals and balance, and energy, and nature. It's all about money, 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 money. I know. Louise, this is something that I have to, I feel like that every day I fight to stay focused and happy and grateful because I know in my heart all the shit that's going on in the world, and there is so much better ways to live this life that we're just not and you know what give us women a chance to run the show here and let's just see you've had your chance give us a fucking chance why do we even have to ask for it like it's just but like you said earlier in this podcast you know about the analogy of the boyfriend and the you know with the girlfriend there's there's not enough men who will support this because that will diminish their power and it doesn't benefit them. So we don't have enough men backing these, these issues up. And that's why we're the last to be uh, uh, taken care of. You know, we're, we're the last. Well, actually, you know, no, it, 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 there's always another layer to it. And yeah. I mean, in sense of humans, yes, women are the last. Animals but in sense the of last. the world order. Earth is last. You know, yeah, Earth is last. The animals are last. I the mean, most important things and the best things in the world are the lowest priority. This is backwards. It's backwards. Uh, remember that joke that uh, famous comedian Will Ferrell did about transvestites? No, I do not remember. Remind me. It's a really famous joke that he did, and because he he's famous because he got in so much trouble for it. Let's hear it. While you're finding it, can I go pee real quick? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's not Will Ferrell. I get the names mixed up. 
It's Dave Chappelle. Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. I uh, Yes. Yes. You know that one. Yeah. Yeah. He criticized the LGBTQ community and it sounded like this. We blacks, we look at the gay community and we go, God damn it, look how well that movement is going. Look how well you are doing. And we've been trapped in this predicament for hundreds of years. How the fuck are you making that kind of progress? I can't help but feel like if slaves had baby oil and booty shorts, <laughs> we might have been free a hundred years sooner. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, I think it's funny. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, so Dave Chappelle made that joke about the LGBTQ community and he got so criticized about it. But what he meant is really that, you know, he's jealous because they're doing so much better at it. You know, yep. they're, they're just, he's jealous. It's like a compliment. Like, you guys are yeah. better at this. Like, what, what, what are you guys doing that we, we're not doing then? You know, like, I, okay, I'm, and I may be, you know, criticized for this, but I'm with Dave Chappelle on this. I'm sorry, but I am with him on this. And you may beg to differ, Louise, and that's fine because we normally agree on everything. But that's fine if we don't. Of course, I agree with you. <laughs> I think most people agree with him. It's just, I, I really don't understand anyone who got mad at him for it because it's like they're just looking to pick at anything. Right. Well, I have an opinion on this, and I had a very intense, not intense, a very interesting conversation with a friend of mine, and she watched a documentary about it, and she had, you know, and and she said something. I'm like, God, that's fucking right. She said that she feels a little pissed off. Sorry if I offend somebody here. Well, everybody has a right to the opinion that anyone can like to say I'm a female. Yet they did not go through the shit that us women have to go through, like fucking hormones, period, not getting equal pay. You know all of those issues as a woman giving birth. You know menopause, all the shit that we have to deal with as a woman, it's just not fair. You can just say, oh, you can decide, what, you know, can we just all be, like, can we just all fucking be what, we don't, do we have to have labels? We've been fighting against having labels for so many years, and now we have to have labels, either it be the, they, or, or whatever, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, but it's just, I think that's a good point. Like, why do we have to have labels? Can we just all be whatever we want and not have to fucking have a label on it? Yeah, well, I think if you're a transvestite, if you're born, if you're a woman born man, then obviously you're offended by that. And maybe, you know, that's a different kind of woman. But yes, they can still call themselves women. But yes, I think you have a valid point too. But what I was going to say about this is that you know i feel like there's always another layer to who who comes last and who right. comes next on the hierarchy of power and yeah women seems to be under all of them because i i feel like the gay community the black community and god knows the male community are all doing better but then yep. you know there's still the animal rights that are doing worse than women's rights. Yep. I mean we're not at the bottom like we're we're at the bottom of the humans but there's a bit there's another layer. And you know who fights for animals the most? The women. There you go. So, you know, I do feel that women have been pushed down and kept at bay because we really do have a lot of power and we have empathy and we have love and care that more, most people don't, most 
men do not naturally even have. And that is powerful, but that means that men want to keep that at bay so they can stay in power. That's just my two cents. Mm. Well, things are changing. Nothing is static. Yeah, I know. But the fact that child brides are still legal in this fucking country in some states is still an issue. Like, are you kidding me? And it's not little boys that are married away. Oh, fuck no. It's the women. And they're getting, they're having babies at, you know, 14, 13 years old, like even younger, 10 years old. I mean, come on. Like, it's just, I don't know, Luis. When we talk about this stuff, I get really frustrated. I can and hear sad. that. I do. And it's, it's, some, it's one of those things that sometimes, like, I, I feel like my, I feel like having empathy, and I know this is going to sound awful, but sometimes I feel like having empathy is a curse. Well, it's both. Everything is both. There is the yin and the yang. And, you know, I think this the empathy that feeds us, it was, keeps us going. It's our drive in helping the animals. Like, would we be helping the animals if we weren't women? Probably not. Not saying that there aren't men helping animals too. Yes, you exist too, but we are a lot more than you are. So, you know, because of our status and situation in society we are helping the animals we are helping the lesser who's helping us though we are helping ourselves and yeah, the animals. i know but i'm talking about rights fair enough nobody but the blacks are helping themselves nobody but the gays are helping themselves i mean we're all helping ourselves but the dogs can't help themselves no. somebody has to be their voice and that, that's where the women are stepping up and the reason that we fight for animals and, and, and more specifically dogs is because we have seen and experienced firsthand the emotional connection that we have with dogs and dogs with us and that they are family members. They have been domesticated. This is our responsibility. In fact, humans domesticated them. It's our responsibility. It is our responsibility, definitely. And that's, you know, why we have to legislate them properly. I mean, because now it's just, you know, it, they're here for us to make money off of them. Ugh. Like people have the right to run a breeding business. People have the right to make money off of breeding dogs. But what about their rights? What about our responsibility of putting them in this situation in the first place? The fact that we have to have kill shelters in place because so these people can have rights, that doesn't make sense because what if you look at the cost to run a kill shelter, which is run by the government because they're public places, why don't you look at the cost of those and versus the um, rights that people have to breed them and, you know, kind of, like if you want to look at the dollars and cents, then just look at the dollars and cents there. Yeah, very good point, Tiffany. So what is number six? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Number six is the inequity of women's rights. Well, we have to put a name here on the naughty mm. list. Okay, okay. Who's who's on the naughty list? Well, you know what? I am going to put on the naughty list the United States government for that. Yes. Yeah. Fuck Sorry, you. Biden, but you're on the naughty list. So number six is the U.S. government. Number seven, I am going to nominate the, who am I going to nominate? Well, I have a good one Okay, here. good. Go for it. Let's hear it. 
I have a dog who's actually on the naughty list. Ooh. Yes. So this dog took off and drove his mom's car and crashed it. Shut up. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. That is just funny. I don't know if that that's just he's definitely naughty. He's a naughty little boy. Look oh at God. this. It's on CNN. Impatient dog drives off without owner. Dogs tend to be protruding passengers, but the border collie who jumped behind the wheel of this Jeep parked in a driveway in Wales didn't take any lessons. Oh my God, that is hilarious. That's the dog's owner who tried in vain to stop the Jeep. At least the border collie didn't commit a felony. The mishap was captured on a security camera belonging to Sean Waller, whose oh. car was damaged. But he says, we're not mad at all. Accidents Aww, happen. Oh, that's a good Dog's person. Owner, he goes on the good list. Relinquish the wheel. Asked about insurance, Waller told CNN, I doubt the dog is named on the policy. That is freaking hilarious. Which reminds me, I'm going to put a cat on a naughty list. Oh, a cat on mm -hmm. the naughty list. I believe that. So this cat was decided to sleep in a very comfortable suitcase. Uh-oh. That the roommate was packing for her trip. <gasps> and the roommate put her suitcase through the, the, uh, the checked the bag in at the airport. Oh, no, she checked in the bag checked in the with bag the cat. With the cat. And there's a picture of the cat in the suitcase. There's an outline in the x-ray. Luckily, they saw it. They're like, what? <laughs> and she, they were able to locate the owner of the suitcase who's like, what? And that naughty little cat had to get back home and her trip was had to be rescheduled. Yeah, that is one naughty cat. That is so funny. Which reminds me of Journey being a naughty boy. She, but that was this was not this year, so Journey can't be. I still remember that story of what Journey did to your parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm from Sweden, and this was when I was fostering Journey when we just got him. <gasps> oh. And my parents were visiting from Sweden, and, you know, they came with big suitcases, and they stayed for a week, and... All dogs love my dad. They just love him. He's one of those people, you know. Aww. And so Journey, like, head over heels, he fell for my dad. And he noticed that my dad was packing up the suitcase. And for some reason, he knew what that meant. He knew that he was leaving. And uh, that the suitcases are lying, like, right by the hallway. And they're open. My dad turns around. And me and my mom and him were, like, we're hugging and saying goodbye. And, like, la-di-da-di-da. And then he turns around and uh, shuts the suitcase, zips it up and, you know, says bye to Journey. And like they roll them out and out to the cab, off to the airport. And um, <laughs> and they fly all the way home to Sweden. And then they get off in Gothenburg and get in their car on this two hour drive home. And it's like this nasty smell oh. in the car. And my dad is like, did I step in dog shit? You know, like, oh you know, at, like in the parking lot at the airport or something. Like, did I step in dog shit? No, that's not it. And they're just like, it's stinking up. Like, what is it? <laughs> and they get home. My dad opens the suitcase. And sure enough, Journey left a big fat stinker. <laughs> 
Okay, so then we have number eight. So who's on number eight? Number eight, who do we hate? I am going to say all of those men who don't get their dogs neutered because of the machoism. Right, because they can't cut the balls off because it hurts their own balls. <laughs> dumb. That is dumb and you're a fucking bad, idiot, naughty, naughty, naughty idiot. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so we got number eight. Dogs with balls and their owners who do that to them. Right, and so number nine. Who is number nine? Do we want to choose a political figure? Trump. Trump is always on the fucking naughty list. Exactly. He's got to be on the naughty list. Like, I don't even care what he did this year. It's just like, add it to the list. He's on the list. He's a bad person. And like, he is clearly a narcissist. And he needs this power to be able to make himself feel, oh, I'm yawning. I know. He's so fucking boring. And he cheated on, they finally, did you hear about the tax thing? Okay, so he finally, yeah. yeah, Okay, so he finally, like, why do you think he's been trying to keep his taxes hidden? Because it tells a story. He's a fucking crook. And he cheated his way in taxes so he didn't have to pay because he's fucking selfish and greedy. And he didn't want to pay taxes. You know what taxes pays for? It pays for all our public services. And he doesn't want to help any public services. It pays for the dog shelters. That's right. He doesn't want to pay for the dog shelters. And he's the first president in American history who doesn't have a dog. Thank God for that, though, by the way. Thank God Trump doesn't have a dog. Yeah, you're right, because that poor dog was not beloved. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so Trump is number nine. Number ten? Well, you know, there was this one rescue dog we had who was kind of naughty. Who's that? Mickey Mouse. Oh, Mickey Mouse. Have you heard from Mickey Mouse? How is he naughty? Well, he's doing fabulous. He's doing great. Okay, good. But remember when I was fostering him, me and Journey had to sleep on the floor and he slept in the bed? I don't remember that. (laughs) So you guys slept on the floor and he got the whole bed? Yes, and he's like a little terrier dog. (laughs) Mickey Mouse, you're my hero. Well, you know, it's like it took a while before I figured it out. But, you know, Journey always sleeps in the bed with me. Mm -hmm. And when Mickey Mouse was being fostered by us, like all of a sudden Journey didn't sleep in the bed. And first it was just like one night that I'm like, oh, maybe like he just fell asleep in the couch and passed out or like, I don't know what was going on with that. But then like the second night, the third night, he would not come in the bed. And I was like, this is so weird. And and then I caught, the, you know, the situation with my little eye, I spy, that when they thought I wasn't looking, Mickey went up to Journey. This little dog went up to Journey the pit bull and just like, <laughs> he growled and he showed his teeth. It's on and, my bed. And exactly. It was right when Journey was going near the bed and he was just like, Ooh, he was just guarding it. And Journey, who could easily overpower him, did not. He just succumbed to this tiny terrier and was just so scared of him and didn't dare to go into the bedroom and go to bed and sleep with his mama like he always does. Yeah. And 
I mean, even if I then told Mickey, like, no, you can't be in the bed, you know, if you're going to act like that. He, he had just ruined Journey. Journey didn't dare to go in there while Mickey was there. So mm. I went and I slept with Journey on a dog bed on the floor while Mickey slept in our bed. Hey, I like my bed to myself sometimes too. So Mickey, yeah. I hope Mickey Mouse is doing well. Have you heard from him? Yeah, his mom called me a couple of weeks after the adoption. And you remember he had a little bit of an issue with like all of a sudden just like snapping into a growl and like like snapping at people a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, she said like he definitely had that tendency in the beginning. But once he just, you know, learned that they were not going to hurt him or, you know, whatever like motion or something that triggered it mm. uh, not, not that they went at him in any way they were just like petting him and all of a sudden he would yeah. just like yeah. flip yeah you know that was the situation but you know with time and patience he just learned to trust and now Aww. he's doing great and Aww. yeah it's, they don't have a problem everyone in the family is petting him her daughters and everything. i love that yeah so he's doing great but i say he kicked journey out of the bed he mm. goes on the naughty list he goes on the naughty list Sorry, Mickey Mouse. But we love you. We love some people on the naughty list. I mean, I'm on the naughty list. That's right. And I love you. Yeah, there you go, Mickey. Uh, so that's our top 10 naughties. Yeah, it is. It's a good list. But well, we can go to 20, but we'll stick with 10. Yeah, we got to stop at some point. You know, we ain't got all day. And we do have a nice list we need to talk about. Ooh, ooh, tell me. Okay, so I got a text today, and I get I get updates from her all the time. And her name's Celia. She adopted. So you remember, um, it was when the pandemic just hit, and Tina Sparkles had all those puppies by surprise. Oh my God, Tina Sparkles had little Chihuahua Brindle puppies. Yes. So Tina Sparkles, who is now Juniper, and Celia, who adopted her, is an amazing person. So I'm going to put Celia on the the nice list. She. She actually ended up having, now she has, I think she has four dogs. She fostered a dog that was about to be euthanized at a local shelter where she lives. Oh. And she kept him and adopted Wonderful him. woman. Celia, who took on Tina Sparkles, who was a, a, from a hoarding situation. She was a wreck. Well, it's so funny. Celia is hilarious because she always texts me pictures of Tina Sparkle. Well, now her name's Juniper. Juniper in dresses so juniper loves outfits and everything and then she always said she always says yeah she's still she's still a hot mess but i love her (laughs) oh okay bless you celia you're on the you're on the nice list and you know what so is stephanie cruz who was on the last episode when you couldn't be here honey's mom oh i listened to actually i was listening to that her voice was so nice i was like oh she's got a great voice i didn't never met her but she's on the nice list too she's definitely number two and uh, who else is on the nice list? I mean, Journey is on the nice list. Yeah, Journey's on the nice list. And, well, we've got some, I mean, we can go on for the nice list. All of our dogs are on the nice list. Yeah, all of our dogs and all of our adopters are on the nice list. So there we easily have 10. And done. Right. We have all of our adopters who have really taken on these lovely, most deserving pets, animals, dogs, family members and giving them a chance at life you are our heroes we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and these dogs wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you i know you hear me now we are a different kind we can do anything we could be heroes 
And that's what every time we get we get a dog adopted, I always feel more grateful and have more hope for humanity each time. And you know, there's it's it's hard because we there's so many dogs in need and there's not enough people. But you know, those who do adopt and choose to adopt, I thank you. You know who I want to put on the nice list? Our newest foster mom. Oh, let's hear about it. I want to hear about this. Vero. She's fostering Mowgli. Oh, Vero. Okay, so how did you find Vero? Oh, Vero, she's a dog mom. She's a rescue dog mom. Okay. Yeah, and uh, she's one of my clients. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she's just... How's it going? Oh, it's it's going great. Oh, I'm he so happy He is to hear. in good hands. Oh. That dog is in good hands. This woman is such a gift to the world, Tiffany. Oh. She has donated so much of her time and, and money and time and love and energy to saving all kinds of animals. I mean, she, she goes to the Rescue Mammals Center every week and helps uh-huh. the, those animals, like seals and all these sea life that, that have been hurt. And she walks dogs for paws, which is for people yeah. who who are you know on very limited funds and they they have different difficulties and need help having their dogs walked. Mm-hmm. And she does that, and she now fosters for fairy tales, and she has uh, like five rescue animals. Oh, at I home. love her! I love this woman. She, yeah, yeah, she she's oh. beautiful inside out. Oh. And you know she goes on the not on, on the nice list. She's she goes on, on the, the nice, nice. She has got a big, beautiful halo around her head because she's an angel. How is Mowgli doing? Oh, Mowgli is doing fantastic. So he had a broken tail, but not a broken spirit. People, I'll tell you that he's the sweetest boy. He's a Chihuahua, like a little bigger Chihuahua. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like a Chihuini almost. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's just as sweet as they come. Uh, but he's obviously been in a lot of pain. He's been, you know, crying and such. But he, he's doing better every day. And he doesn't need surgery. He doesn't need any more medical care. He just needs to heal and be loved and not wag his tail too much. So oh, we're trying really hard oh, not to make so him too happy. he's so happy, I bet. No, you can't make him too happy because then he's going to wag his oh. tail. So isn't that heartbreaking, Tiffany? I can't. Oh, my God. And he's probably so happy now because he's out of the shelter in a loving home. So he wants to wag his tail. But he's not allowed to wag that tail. Oh, that bless his heart. So every time he gets too excited, she has to distract him. Oh, and she's there for him. Okay, she gets a big gold star, Vera. Yeah, Vero. Vero. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, I can't wait to see... Mowgli's happily ever after yes yes stay tuned for that and ho 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 for the holidays people we wish you a happy holiday and if you're not one of those jolly scary people then you know what you're one of us you know it's a it's 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 okay and you know there's a lot of pressure and we're here for you we are one of you were your tribe. You're listening to us. You're part of the tribe, and we're part of your tribe. That's right. We are in this rescue family and mission together. Is that a wrap? It's a wrap. I really enjoyed this podcast. I hope you did too. Thank you, and happy holidays. Holidays.